Get your hands on a gym and tonic G&T box. Head over to the website that is jimantonic.com and enter the promo code BLACKINK for an exclusive 10% discount on your order. Gym and Tonic, sustainable urban gin. Hi, Tanya. Thank you for joining us on Black Ink Cinema Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, I recently saw you on Black, British and Funny, which I loved. How was that? Amazing. It was such a really good... It's just, I just think we need like a three-parter. I don't think that, yeah. that was enough. I felt a little oh. bit robbed, I'm not going to lie. I was like yeah. wanting a bit more and um, it was like, yeah, yeah that was... It was a good depiction of the scene from way back then. So we had a lot of, you know, uh, old school history and all that stuff. But then that there was nothing to bring us forward. It yes. was just like a little spotlight on viral comedy and then that's it. But there's so mm. much more to our scene that yeah. I think that we definitely need two or three more hours of this documentary. Um, I yeah. totally agree with you. Um, yeah. Watching it and also growing up in it, I always just thought like that was a norm. I thought everyone knew about the Black British comedy scene. And, yeah. uh, and then you quickly realise, you're like, oh, no, it's just a small group of people. And so yeah. like these people are so well known. They're a part of your life. Like you laugh yeah. with them every other weekend. And it's like the rest of the world doesn't, doesn't know. How they are. The rest of the world don't understand. So tell us a little bit about your comedy journey, how you got into comedy. Um, comedy is probably the last thing that I got into when it comes to the stage. Mm. Um, I actually just stopped dancing for a little bit and yes. I was missing the stage. Yeah, I used I to be a dancer. I saw that on your Instagram. I was snooping. Yeah. Like, I saw the moves. I love that. Yeah, man. So I really, really enjoyed that era of my life. I really still mm. like more. Um, and I've been doing drama since I was six. I've been doing oh, wow. acting stuff since I was six. So I just got to a stage in my life where I was like, I just don't want to do that anymore. I want to find something new to do. Yeah. And I saw a comedy course. And then I was like, oh, let's just try comedy. Let's see what happens. Love that. And now, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> a real performing arts all rounder. Just an attention seeker. But you had a nice <laughs> way of saying. <laughs> That was a very nice, polite way of saying it, Rachel. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I promise. I promise. No, I love it. Like, you know, you've got all the talent. Um, are you doing a bit of dance at the moment? Because I think it's a real good way to keep fit. But Yeah, I do classes online. Oh, you... oh yeah, okay. I used to teach them as well, but that's too much time. I can't. I was about to say, like, sign me up. I need to, quarantine has got me locked down. I don't know how to dance anymore. I did it throughout the first one and whilst yeah. it was really nice and it like held even it held, held me accountable for getting up and working out and yes. making sure I get that bit in for my day. Do you know what I mean? But mm. because I already have a career, to put you have to put 100% into these things. Of course. It's very yeah. time consuming. Right. And I just don't even have time for it. And then it was getting to a point where I was getting like, anxious because I was like, oh, classes tomorrow, I haven't done anything. You know, yeah. and I was getting, I was like, okay, I have to put this down for a little bit because I'm driving and myself crazy. Yeah, and I guess it was supposed to be more fun and something exactly. enjoyable to keep you busy. And then it became a bit of a chore, which is not what you want exactly. it to be. Exactly. So now I just look for other people who do it and just go to their classes. <laughs> just yeah. do that. Yeah. Exactly. So obviously we've just got into second lockdown, RIP mm. my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you had to postpone any shows or anything that you had coming up? Yeah, I've had a couple of live gigs postponed, but I already mm. had online gigs booked in. So Oh, that's good. Remain. Yeah, it's nice because I think there's a, a new way of doing things now. People are doing a lot of stuff online, which is really mm. nice. So <laughs> they stay in. The other gigs are postponed, but we don't know if they're ever coming back. What I'm have you got any projects that you can talk about? A week soon, and I oh, really, cool. really want to continue doing that. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good so gig. Oh, that's awesome. I guess like me, everyone's just looking forward to 2021 and hopefully uh, it's a better <laughs> start. Yeah. I, I mean, I still believe 2021 is going to start in about April. I don't think we're going to have... To be fair, yeah. yeah. I feel um, sorry for my sister. Her birthday, it's her 30th birthday in December. Oh. Um, yeah, so one half of me feels sad for her. The other half of me was like, well, that's what you get for infiltrating my birthday month. Oh, is it your birthday as well? Yeah, I'm the 20th and she's the 7th. Oh, so. wow. She came after me, but then her birthday's before mine. You know that way? Like, there was no respect at all. She didn't ask me nothing. She just came. She stole. She stole. <laughs> she stole. That is so unfair. Yeah, like, I got a full set of your 30th. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm the sort of person I celebrate my birthday throughout the whole month. And yeah, so yeah. just yeah, having if I had a sibling in the same month, it would be quite rude. That's yeah, now I only get like 13 days of celebration. Yeah. Before, and I'm already fighting Christmas. Like we're already fighting. <laughs> you are already <laughs> fighting Christmas like, in between. Oh God. Okay. Oh, well, happy early birthday, I'll say for now. And thank you. you know, <laughs> it goes well. So we're here to celebrate all things black cinema and you chose one of my favourite films of all time. What's Love Got To Do With It? With the hot mama and absolute queen, uh, Angela Bassett, starring uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Why why What's Love Got To Do With It? Do you know it's the first movie I watched that made me think, I'm going to do this. I want to do acting. Yeah, Yeah. I want to do this. And strong black cast. Strong oh, female lead. Mm. It was just all of the things, positive, inviting, uplifting, things mm. that we didn't normally see when you watch a movie. You know, you've always got to have, if there was a black girl in a movie before, she'd be like the friend or the yeah. goofy friend or the, the angry person. friend. Why? I'm so over this word sassy, I can't even get oh, into Oh, honey. Oh, God. They love to throw that word at me. And I'm like... Stop being sassy. Like, no, you're not. That's not... It's not even a thing. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> They're basically trying to say you're being feisty, but just in a nicer way. Yeah. Or they're trying to say you're just being, stop being like a black girl. Stop doing this. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. And, that, and I actually play my sassiness down. So, uh, yeah. Oh, no, times. I don't. But when they call it sassy, I say, I'm not being sassy. I'm just being Tanya. Can you stop? Stop it. Can you stop? Yeah. You've got to use their words on them. Stop putting me in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Me in. <laughs> I'm gonna use that next time. I promise yeah. you. I'm just gonna think Stop of you as well. I'm just Tanya. Stop trying to put me in places. Yeah. One of the things I loved about the film is how it showed like the growth of Tina's character in there and how she starts off very innocent and mm. vulnerable and kind of lost almost, doesn't really know who she is and kind of waits for people's um, affirmations. And then by the end of it, she's like this strong. You know, powerful. obviously it takes a powerful, takes a life, yeah. you know, a lifetime. But it's really nice to see that in a film because most times yeah. it's just doom and gloom, and it's just like yeah. it ends tragically, and you're heartbroken. So it was really uplifting to see, like, you know, she went through hell, but she came out of it, and you know, so many broke. scenes that are so poignant for me, like even just the opening scene where it's, you know, you can see her go on the way to church, and she's looking out and. You can just see the scenery of where she lives and then you get to the church. It's like this desolate little building mm. as black folk do. We find somewhere and we just praise it forever, you know, mm. and it's just this wonderfulness of her, excuse my manners, trying to sing and then getting the opportunity to sing and mm. then nonstop singing. Do you know what I mean? And then it's sad to see the singing brings her to this really horrible place in her life, which yeah. should have been a really lovely time in her life. Experience, yeah. But it was clouded by so much hurt and pain and... Do you know what I mean? Just mm. horribleness. Um, uh, and then the singing also made her find her strength. It's just yes. so amazing how it took her through this journey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's almost like, would we have that Tina if she hadn't gone through that? Right. It's a, sc- it's a scary thought. <laughs> would, we have, would we have Beyonce? Would we, would we have Beyonce? Right. Because I genuinely that? think Beyonce is definitely, I mean, you know, she says she idolizes Tina. But I yes. definitely think she's like, you get Tina's like the mum and then Beyonce's the daughter. That, in the singing yes. world, that's how I 100%. see them. 100%. You know what I mean? So would we have Beyonce? That's mad. Exactly. Who would Beyonce follow? Would she it, be more like Grace Jones now? Like, where would she be? <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> where would we be? Models herself completely on Tina, even down to earlier on in her career, like very... She didn't really try to do, you know, we consider her as doing black music, but her music is very pop. Do you get what I'm trying to yes, say? And that's yes, what Tina yes, was trying to do, yes. like just trying to do the rock thing and not yeah. just be put in a box of doing R&B. Um, yeah. Wanted to kind of hit that world of rock and roll and pop. And so yeah. you saw her very successfully, even later in her life, which was like post 40, which is just in itself amazing. Um, yeah. And so you could see Beyonce just tried to like emulate that and... Obviously, Take it to new levels. Exactly. Yeah. Able to build upon that, which is so nice to see. Um, yeah. I always, you were talking about the beginning there, and I felt that scene when she sees her mom leaving her with her daughter and st- uh, her sister, and that abandonment 
I mm. felt was very key to show because it's one of the reasons why she held on to or stuck around, I guess, in that abusive relationship yeah. environment. And because she, why had, she ended up looking after the kids that weren't even hers. Because remember exactly. the mum, his previous baby mother bought, dropped off the kids. Yeah, because she says in the film... Yeah. yeah, she says in the film, you know, I know how it is to be left, and I would, mm-hmm. I'd never do that, and that just mm-hmm. ah, it broke my heart. <laughs> really, really, really the same for me. I mean, my mum has a similar thing because she, you know, like I don't know, you know, in our culture, the kids get left to the parents who come over and sit up, and then the kids come later. We don't yeah. think about the abandonment that child feels in that moment, of regardless of whether you're left with an auntie, a relative, or a friend. There's still an abandonment moment that that's felt. So my mum, mm. she came over here. She's a nursery nurse youth worker, helps mm. all the kids. You know, all of the kids. Yeah. There's been all of my life. There's been times where there's just kids just sleeping in my house because yeah, on the street or they come to my house. Do you know what I mean? And so I really resonated with that. Just in that whole, my mum's the same way. She was just taking anyone's kids because she doesn't like that feeling of abandonment. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I could definitely relate and understand. And I think sometimes we think we've gotten past certain things, but obviously behaviors like that, you know, like your mom, you know, trying to make sure some, someone else feels secure within themselves yeah. and feels that love um, is so important. And so then we end up, you know, trying to compensate for that. Right. Yeah. And sometimes even in that compensation, we might get it right. We might get it wrong. Yeah. But it's just yeah. one of those things that we have to work through, mm. you know, and it was crazy to watch Tina work through it in different ways. Like, Yes. The first time you hit her, I was like, yeah, she's leaving. She's out. And that was nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I felt like it, watching it as well. You just think, okay, it's not going to get, it can't get any worse. But it's like he ups it every time. Like Every time. <sighs> you know the how rest, The rest in the booth when people were, man. That scene, that, that rape scene, because... And I keep saying to people, like, it took me a very long time to forgive Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> for playing oh that God, character. I'm the same. I hated like, him for ages. Forever. Like, I don't think anyone, I couldn't see past, I don't care. I mean, he took up until Morpheus. Like, and even then I was still a bit like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I like this guy. <laughs> I don't know. That's the best bit. It wasn't even him. We didn't even hate Ike. I'd go for drinks with Ike, you know. It was Lawrence. Still now, I don't even know who, you know, Ike. I couldn't point him out to you, but Lawrence Fishburne playing Ike is probably one of the most terrifying things I ever saw on telly. Um, and this and- is how messed up the system is that he definitely deserved something for that. He deserved... And he had I- to get bodyguards because he was having death threats and all sorts. He had no to go... Out- yeah, yeah, yeah. When you watch his interviews and stuff, he played the role so well that people actually ended up looking at him as Ike. 100%. And he would get attacked and he would get all the things. Ike's swanning in pubs, just having a good time. Lawrence <laughs> is suffering. Had <laughs> to buy security guards because he's done such a good job. He deserves an award. He deserves one. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it, it, apparently he said in interviews that it took him years for black women to stop giving him the evil eye. Um, mm. And he's just playing a role. Um, and that year, he didn't win Best Actor for Leading Role or Angela Bassett. And yeah. his one went to Tom Hanks playing Philadelphia, which yeah. is an amazing um, film. Yeah. Um, it's Tom. Um, but Holly Hunter won for Piano instead of Angela. And I'm still, I'm still pissed at them for that. I'm sorry. Still Holly pissed. Hunter shouldn't win anything, okay? <laughs> Don't get me yeah. wrong. I think she's really good. But that performance in What's Love Got To Do With It? It was... um, I could be doing rape scenes and then cut and start again and then cut and start again with the same pattern all the time. And then... (sighs) You've got to think about what she went through. Remember, we watched the film... Mm. But as an actor, we know those scenes are shot over and over and over again. Mm. Angela Bassett continuously throwing herself on the floor. It was... Honestly, I felt it to the court. You know, even the small bits when she tries to run away on the bus... And he finds her. And that scene, I still feel the anxiety. And the way he like taps the back of her head, like to get her in the car, like in a muggy, even yeah. that little act was so yeah. infuriating for me. It was so like, triggering. Yeah. oh, I'm not your child. Like, who are, you, yeah. who are you hitting on the back of the head? Like That moment when she was trying to get the kids out of the house and being quiet about it. And then kids being kids are like, where are we going? And she's like, shh, shh. Even I was like, shut up. <laughs> so emotional. I was screaming, shut up at the screen. It's like they can't hear you. And I was like, be quiet. 
<laughs> be quiet. It's going to hear you. <laughs> I'm stressed. She's becoming free. She's becoming free. Yeah. And then when he found her, and then even down to like her mom. Oh. This is the problem sometimes with with our culture. The, 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 the desire to have money and nice things is greater than the need to be a parent. I, Why in the world would you let your daughter stay in a situation like that? And Jennifer Lewis as well played that role too good, okay? Because she made me mad. She made me oh. mad as hell. It was just like that selfish, mean mum. Yeah. Who was just like, well, you've got money and clothes, so what are you complaining about? It's like, right. really? Your child is calling you in the middle of the night for her life and you mm. okay that was yeah that was hard <laughs> but then it wasn't I mean we shouldn't even have been shocked but from the beginning she was doing it wrong yes because when I, mean, I walked into her house she questioned the age group didn't she the yes. age gap and then once he paid her the age gap no longer became an issue exactly yeah and she was all a bit tough and you, that scene where she puts the money in her in her bra Girl. it's almost like that's where he, Ike bought Tina from that point onwards, it was like a yeah. transfer of ownership, which this is, is the thing. He knew he had her at that point. Cause if the mum is allowing this to happen and there's no father in place. And no one to have her back and have her corner. Yeah. And that's how predators pray. They prey on the, the vulnerable and the people that they think won't right. have anyone to kind of fight for them. Right. Um, Such a sad, 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 sad scene. So, so sad. Um, there's a lot of, well, Tina has said there's been a few inaccuracies in the film and has publicly kind of said so, even though I thought that she was... I thought she was behind it. it. Yeah, yeah, she was a part of it because her name's on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so do you think that kind of takes away a little bit from the essence of the movie? I think not for me. I think I definitely would buy into the idea that some scenes may have been ramped up because of Hollywood, right? Mm. You know, they take a real story... And then they put Hollywood on it and it turns into like a blockbuster. Yeah. So I imagine that one or two things possibly would have been maybe added scenes, you know, just to give context to certain things, possibly mm. aware mm. of that. Do I think that her life wasn't like that? No, I think her life was very much like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think she did go through those things with Ike. Mm. I think um, maybe he wasn't such a monster, but that's for the film, right? Who knows? But yeah. domestic violence is domestic violence, regardless of how you play it. Exactly. And we have to be mindful that sometimes Tina might still be a victim. She might think that domestic violence is still normal, so we don't want to make him look too bad. You know that whole thing of yeah, you know, and she's said- not wanting their own person to look too bad or get in too much trouble. Or do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, hey, this is a really serious crime here. Yeah, and that's what she's um, gone on to say is that she didn't like her betrayal as a victim. Um, and right. maybe she was for a little bit, but, you know, she she wanted to be there and she put herself there. And it was just a bit like, oh. just even hearing that in itself mm. is a bit like, honey. She's still no. a victim. Yeah. yeah. She still doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think know. that comes with a little bit of delusion mm. and uh, just trying to maybe put yourself out of, I guess when you're in it, you can't really see how bad something is. and. Right. Yeah. And by the time she was having that interview, probably she was new Tina and wanted yes. to just always be seen as new, strong Tina. Yes. I didn't, didn't want to be want seen as a big anime. She didn't yes. want us to know what she went through. She didn't. Do you know what I mean? She's yes. She's over that now. She's in this new space. Stop bringing it up. Yeah. Kind of exactly. I do genuinely believe that, you know, you went through it, babes, and you are a victim and you need to hold that so you can move from it properly. Yeah, and you can see because her reinvention of herself as well, probably trying to separate the two from sound and the way she looks as well was very um, evident in the way that she wanted to separate herself from that person as a victim to who she is now. I mean, she should be proud of herself. At least she got out and was able to reinvent herself and become, you know, even a bigger superstar and continue a legacy to be a legend. You know, we have a living legend, which is so rare um, (laughs) these days. And uh, they usually die quite early. So I think she should be more, you know, wear it on a accomplishment. Yeah, I would as well. I'd wear it as a badge of honor. And she's still looking after those boys that their mum's gone. She's still looking after them boys as though they're her children. You mm. are literally a walking medal. Yeah. Be it. Like be it in all of its glory. Mm. All of it. Exactly. And we, we spoke about domestic violence there and I don't know, like that genuinely traumatized me when I watched it 
as a young girl because I was just so you ha- I hadn't seen anything like that on telly do you th- feel like it was too harsh or that we needed to see that level of violence to fully understand see that's the thing now because we say that is it too harsh but too harsh for who mm. because in and around our communities that was a regular occurrence anyway mm. so would it have been too harsh for a me growing up in New Cross being around that kind of environment anyway? No. Mm. Would it have been too harsh for Billy who lives in the Shires? Probably. <laughs> but Billy didn't watch it, so it doesn't matter. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I do, you know, there's, there's, we always get to that point where it's like, what is enough? Mm. What's much? And I just think for me personally, I think if it's a part of real life, it's never too much. Yeah. It's just honesty, right? Mm. Um, there was an age get, uh, an age on it. So mm. if you were watching it and you weren't of age, i.e. me, that's your business, yeah? Mm. You didn't follow the rules, I was not. then that's your business. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's on me. I can't blame anyone for that. being fast in business that you were supposed to be in, okay? You told me to watch it. it. You told me to watch it. <laughs> like, I want to cry about Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm back. Now I'm vexed yeah. at Lawrence. He wasn't. I had no business watching it. Exactly. Now I'm not accepting love letters from guys in my primary school. It was none of my business being there, right? But I do believe that we do need to just stop making the world seem like it's all roses. It's not. It's not 2.4. There is a whole world out there that people are experiencing things. And this is why you get people who are so deluded in, in real life because they follow TV so much. They don't realise TV's fake. Yeah. You know, it's, it's only now that we've got these like reality shows and you're loving hip hops and stuff that we're really starting to see. We're starting to see what real life can actually be. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not, I don't think it's such a thing as too soon. I do yeah. believe that, yeah, there should be an age limit on things, which we already have. Mm. But I don't know if it was too soon. I don't know. I don't know if you remember back in the day, The Sun was the first newspaper to print a picture of a child who overdosed. And it was a girl in the corner of her room and she was slumped and there was like a needle that had rolled from her arm. Oh my God, no. And they, it was the first time they did it because they wanted to stop children from t- trying drugs. Mm. Let me tell you, it worked on me, okay? Do you know what? I had something similar with one in the textbook at school. There yeah. was a girl, she died, she took like drugs on her 18th birthday and they took a picture of her in the hospital and her family were like, we want to share this so other kids don't do this. And I tell you what, <laughs> it worked, okay? I'm telling you. I'm like so anti-drugs like that. I'm just like, no, it's fine. I don't even have the curiosity. I don't need to find out. I don't need to know. It's fine. Because I it's, will be that 1%. And I'm not That's what I said. I said, I ain't I'm got time for my mum to see me on the got- front of the sun. I ain't got time. <laughs> I ain't got time. <laughs> I ain't got time for mum to be buying newspapers and seeing her daughter. I ain't got time. Because you know mum will be vexed. She'll be vexed right? at you better. She'll be like, you stupid. Yeah. Not even that. She'll be vexed with the sun and the guardian. Do you know what I mean? Vexed. <laughs> 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 I need a better newspaper. <laughs> yeah, at least. Right? But yeah. no, I definitely. So I think it's, a, it's one of those ones where it's like, um, some things need to be shared. Mm. We need to have start having these conversations. We need to normalise these things. People don't feel awkward even when reporting it. We need yeah. to have these moments so you know people feel good in their in their skin, know what's right, know what's wrong, and then mm. when they are reporting it, don't feel like they're being a nuisance. It's important. Yeah. So you know maybe there's a line, but I don't think anything's ever too soon if it's happening in real life. You know. Yeah, and I think it was a real. As a young woman was watching that, I was like, whoa, it really opened my eyes to like, ah. And it was the psychological side of it as well. Like the things he would say, how he would manipulate her. Mm. And every time I watch it, it's like I hear another new line that I hadn't paid attention to. And I'm just like, oh, God, he's good. Oh, my uh, God. This is the devil. So good. So So good. good. Making her think she's going to go out there and start a whole new life. The thing is, when you get older, you start to realise he got more and more aggressive when he realised she was the star. Yes. It was jealousy. It was jealous, which yes. is... She didn't need him. Yeah. When oh, men and their jealousy. Listen, I'm convinced here. Yeah, that's why some men, their beards don't connect because they're jealous <laughs> and they're fucking liars. That's why the beard doesn't connect. Your beard is letting me know you ain't it, my friend. Okay? That's why I know. That's why your beard's... Your beard's... Your 
You're bad. Man. That's why. The beard is letting us know. We have to read the beards. <laughs> I believe so basically, it. Basically, go for guys with full beards. You know. They don't they- lie. Okay. <laughs> Noted. No, <it> is. <laughs> I am. I, I do beard gang, so that's, that's totally fine. You gotta be. If there's patches, he lies. Trust me. Okay. Um. So also one thing, one good thing, one a couple good things, but mm. this movie brought about some of the best dance routines. I mean, if you don't, girl, you don't do every this time, every, every every time without <laughs> fail. If I hear that song come on, I am oh, in position. It's Always. the best thing. I even dressed up as Tina. Was it last last Halloween? The no gold, way. the gold sequence. Gold shimmy. Found, yeah, yeah. I, I was in my element. I was like, that, that's my bitch, yeah. She's my woman. Yeah. I need to do that. I always miss Halloween. I know. The thing is, obviously, growing up, mum's like, mm, that's evil. You're not allowed to celebrate Halloween. And so my way of, like, doing it is just keeping it light and, and airy, you know. Playing yeah. Tina is fine. You know, I'm not yeah, yeah. around with Dude, it. Like, I like this new generation of dressing up as somebody instead of yes. as like a ghost or a witch or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah, they just yeah, I like that. that. And it's more about just celebrating. Yeah. yeah. I like I like this new spin that we've got on it. But mm. um, yeah, when it comes to... Oh, also, the sister. <sighs> yeah. There were so many people that failed her. So his backing so singer, many people. he got paid for by him. He was his girlfriend in, in, on the log. It was yeah. so many people that failed her. Even his right hand man, the, the chubbier one. Oh, you know what? Men need to take accountability in that situation. If me as a man, I see my mate, my best friend, my Cody, my homie, beating his woman like that, and I don't step in as a man to do something. Oh. It made me so sick. Like watching it this time round. I was watching everyone else and what they were doing. And yeah. that rape scene, just before you could see, certain people started walking out of the room. So mm-hmm. they were already anticipating where this was going. They knew oh, Ike's on one of his trips. He's going gonna, he's gonna to yeah. wild out. Yeah. And it was just like they kind of just left her there to deal with it. Like they want to be yeah. there to enjoy this good stuff, but they don't mm-hmm. want to be there to kind of protect her, which it was just yeah. so... It broke my heart. And I've got sisters, and for me... I, I dare you. My, Listen, because you can't. It's just even right now, the thought of it, we're getting vexed. <laughs> I couldn't even. So vexed. <laughs> so angry. I couldn't even imagine actually being in the moment. Yeah. Like I just couldn't even. That that scene when they were in the cafe and he put the birthday cake in it, like, eat it. And every time that guy kept saying to him, you don't have to do this, man. You don't have to do this. It's like, it's that moment of back in the day, there really was that only one in moment. So there was one, you know, black person who was really famous and had lots of yes. money and everyone around them was so happy to be in the lifestyle of not needing money. Yes. They were willing to off. ignore everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah, so he's, you know, an abuser, he's aggressive, he's a rapist. I would say he's a child molester because every time he had a new girlfriend, she was younger and younger. One million percent. He had issues you know with I mean? All yeah. of these things. Mm. But yeah, no one's saying anything because he's the guy who pays. Yes, he pays them. Which is so, so sad. And yeah. even the scene where uh, the cake scene and stuff, and then the friend or the, one of the singers is like, I'm out. You only have to do it to me once and I'm done. Yeah. I felt that like that was, again, another very important line. She yeah. was just like, Tina, what's going on? How are you going to deal with this? And for him to act like, oh, my God, it was just that scene, that scene stresses me out so much. I just can't yeah. deal. Yeah. I'm glad she said, you only have to do it to me once and I'm out. Like, I'm not yeah. staying for this over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Exactly. It's about and respecting yourself. And Tina, I don't think Tina learned how to because look at her mum. No, and this is where the importance of sisterhood as well comes into it because only when she went to go see her and she did that whole like Buddha chant and, and that scene, she found like solace, but also she found like a true friend to kind of like be there, like that support that she kind of hasn't had. And that girl had to take herself out of that situation in order to be that support that Tina kind of needed in, in there. So mm-hmm. I definitely think your, your camp around you is, is extremely important. It's big time. And it's sad that, you know, it took her that long to kind of find the strength in herself. But mm. I think we all are very happy about this limo scene. The limo scene is the scene of all scenes. Ever. If I had to ever pick like ever top, 10, top 10 scenes ever. That's in there. Scene, when she hits back, 
And oh, it's when so she looks at him and she's like, is that all you've got? And then she charges. <laughs> oh, so I wonderful. I love the fact that she's like wearing all white and then you can just see the splatters of blood. And when they walk into the hotel, that is probably one of the most iconic, I don't know, walking into a hotel that you will ever see in your life because it was just like... <laughs> Everyone, there's blood everywhere. She's mashed up. He's mashed. I was like, "Are you not all right?" It just after that, this is. Oh my god! It was. It that. was, but also for me, it was very typical black people. Like, just, I like everything's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so typical. We're so typical. Fine. Like, don't worry about it. It's all fine. It's cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> like his nose was over there. There was blood. It was all going on, and they walked in. Like she was like, "Uh huh, turn on." Yeah. <laughs> oh. That scene, I think I can watch that scene alone from when they get to the the limo to the hotel over and over again. And then obviously leading up to when she like runs away and goes to the other hotel when she's mashed up. And I cry every time, every time that guy says to her, don't worry, Miss Tina. Oh, that man. God bless you. Oh, man. God bless that man, whoever that man is. Running across the world. I mean, I've been to, they were in LA. No, they were in Vegas. I've yeah. been to LA. I just know the, the roads are wild. Mm. So that dash across the road, no it's looking, no lights. That was almost a suicide attempt in itself. Yeah. And yeah. then you made it to the hotel and then you just literally start getting naked. Whatever I have, you can have to yeah. keep me safe. And that was... was just. <sighs> yeah. it, man. You have to respect yeah. her. 100%. I'd take anything from Tina at this point. Anything. Oh, listen. Anything. There's some people that can get away with literally murder, but, like, she can just do whatever she wants. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's Tina. It's I'll fine. be behind there and be like, excuse me, can we just blame Ike? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, uh, it was Ike. Yes, it was right? definitely Ike. Uh, <laughs> such um, a good film, ma'am. Would you... How would you feel about a remake, an updated version of that? Maybe... Um, I would only be happy with it if I was cast. As Tina? I don't know as Tina. I don't know if I'm there yet. (laughs) That would be such a challenge. I mean, it would be, I would say yes if they offered it to me, but the challenge on that would be massive because as an actor, you're supposed to draw into like previous moments of your own life if you want to like, you know, get your tears on cue and all that kind of stuff. I just don't know if I've got anything that deep for me to be. (laughs) I mean, I was dumped that one time, but I wasn't. I just, <laughs> never, on just like I wasn't, yeah. <laughs> to bring that to I the surface. Take me to new places. It's similar to the guys who did that film when they see us. They went oh. through so much mentally. I feel that. Driven and after. Yeah. I can feel that um, through because I watched it once and uh, my brain and heart can never watch it again because that broke me like much. on so many levels. And Even down to the dad, the dad dying of guilt. That oh. whole dying of guilt bit, and even like the son still being angry at him. There was so <laughs> much, like even like when you watch it, you can see, yeah, your dad fucked up, but your dad a wasn't smart enough to understand what the situation yeah. was, yeah, and b which wasn't so in a position sad. to change it. Which is mm. which is un, which is sad, but it's unfortunate because it's the position black people were put in. Yes. We weren't allowed in libraries. We weren't allowed to be smart or educated. So they kept at a certain level. So unfortunately, circumstances meant your dad couldn't be the father he needed to be in that moment. Mm. I felt like after a while, like you've got your own kids now, surely you mm. must understand. But listen, I weren't in it. So I and can't. That's trauma though. So that's trauma that's going to be carried on because he felt let down, abandoned and, you know, misled by his parents. He could only do what they could at the time, do you know what I mean? With the knowledge that they had. And also we were drummed in our head that, you know, the police are right and the authorities right and you must have done something wrong. You know, you, right, you're just thinking, well, you, you must, must be the criminal they're saying you are. Criminal, yeah. And so there's all of those things that play a part and you could just see how the system and environment just let all those boys down. And yeah. even when you see them talking as, as grown men, you can still see... You, obviously the pain, the pain how that's affected them how that's affected mm. their relationships yeah. i was just like freaking hell like this is the only one that i think has come out of it all right is the doctor is that the the nation that's the only one yeah of Islam, like, yes but i yeah. think that's because of his mum like you, you can see from the film like she was the only one really she was educated 
it, and exactly. so he was the only one that came out on bail as well. So he didn't yes. spend as much time in prison as the rest of them. Yes, exactly. But Corey, the one who was the adult who girl. Corey's story. Girl. girl. I, just, I have to excel. I have to excel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to excel, like, because I was holding the laugh, otherwise you'll cry. You will you have cry. To. And then when you see him talk as well now, I was just like, mm. wow. Mm. Wow. All mm. I could say was wow. And bet you're a better human being than me because I would have probably come out and just wild out everyone. Everyone, that's Mate. it. Like, Everyone's dying. dying. Everyone's dying. Everyone's dying. Everyone's so dying. Mad. Everyone's dying. Hate and anger. And it would have been warranted. But yeah. man's just come out and he's just so, you know. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think sometimes also when I look at them, I think you must get to a point in life where just to have a little bit of peace, you just have to say, do you know what? I accept that and I'm moving on. Which is... Which otherwise, is most, you're constantly fighting, you know? Which is something I think you learn in life of like, you just have to accept some things in order to move on and, and to grow and be better, I guess, um, and not kind of hold on to that and I think Tina can afford to probably do a little bit more of that if she's still offended by the film yeah yeah you know what I mean yeah I mean because I think if, if, your, if your only argument is that you don't want to look weak it's like baby girl in that moment that's exactly what you were and yeah. don't be ashamed of it yeah and it's also a, that's what we grow from yeah and it highlights and it's a warning to other women as well to see these red flags and mm. to, to get out early and before it gets to that point where you you know you feel like you can't or you, you forget, you don't even realise that you are a victim, you know, yes. which is yeah. which is completely fine and normal to say. Like, you shouldn't yeah. be ashamed of that. Um, I'm not sure who I would want to play Tina today. I don't know. See, I would have gone for Viola. But she's not, but you'd have to, what, you to just start at a certain age? because you I, would, I would want to start where we left off last time. Ah, so we left her when you know I tried to come for her that last time in the dressing room. Mm. Didn't penetrate her even with the flowers. She told him, "I'm a new person now. Piss off." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he even tried to, yeah, yeah. and did what I've got to do with it. Let's start there. What happened next? Mm. Because I would have said Kiki Palmer, in terms of maybe something around similar because she has that she can sing and she's got that energy and I feel like she could really do that performance thing on lock yeah. um and i've seen this thing a few times with jennifer lewis which is awesome so that's quite Kiki's a really good entertainer um mm. really talented young lady but i mm. think for me with the film i'd want to see what happens next like what yeah. now has i tried to reach out over the years and do they have a relationship now they have kids he what died kids he? didn't he die yeah he's dead he's dead now yeah I mean, yeah, I was gonna say thank God, but that's not nice. But he's dead now. But like, it, it took a while for him to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, become friends again. Like, what well, happened? What? Where were yeah. we? What? What are we doing? I'd love I to know one, that part. Yeah, I think one thing that burns me is the fact that uh, she will never get the royalties for anything she did pre nineteen eighty because of the divorce settlement of yeah. assets. And he still, for me, I was like, he still got the last laugh because he still ended up getting all her hard work as well. And, you know, yes, she kept the name and she was still able to go on and be successful. But I think that mm. that does burn me a little bit. I think for me, I understood her method to her madness. Yeah, 100%. Because if she had kept anything, that would have given him more reason to stay in her life, more reason yeah. to go through fights and through courts and through left and through right. By mm. doing that... She literally cut it dead. It was like umbilical cord, cut, yeah. done, separated. Yeah, and, you can't and he could her now. Mm, yeah. And he couldn't hold anything over her head to be no. like, you know, she just has her and name. Any new money was all of her money. Yeah, exactly. So however, she's living now is all from her hard work. Mm. You can't claim any of it. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, it's irritating. Like the, the spiteful witch in me would be like, oh my God, no. <laughs> I want half of the royalties. I want houses. I want CSAT. I want chauffeurs. But yeah, then you yeah, start yeah. sitting down and thinking about it. You've got to think to yourself, is that even worth the, the trauma, the lifelong trauma that I'll have to go through dealing yeah. with this man? Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, was, and it you, just wouldn't be worth it. 
you can see she's tried to probably get away from that as far as possible. Like she's remarried. This is 27 years ago, this film. And she now lives in Switzerland. It's like, that is as far away from as anime. You that, yeah. as she's you not even in America no more. No, exactly. Um, you know, she's having a good life, enjoying herself in Switzerland, breathing in that clean air. Um, but right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I definitely think there's a possibility that they should do a part two, a sequel yeah. to yeah. her life. I mean, Beyonce would definitely be like, bitches, I'm playing that. Beyonce, would, Beyonce would be like, how dare you? Not even Beyonce. Beyonce's mum needs to play. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like oh. Tina so much. So much. Oh my God. So badly. And isn't her name Tina? Am I just making that up? What's it? It's Tina right? Knowles. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. yeah. When you see her, you're like, shit, then. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that would explain why Beyonce was on this thing so hard because she had yeah. a personal Tina Turner in her house. Yeah, exactly. Now, I know we've spoken about so many amazing scenes in this film, but if you had to direct someone to YouTube who hasn't watched this film and to entice them to watch it, what scene would it be? Oh, that's a hard one because you don't want to just throw trauma in someone's face because the Mm. good scenes are quite traumatic. Yes, exactly. I wouldn't be like, come and watch this film. Oh, by the way, if you want to be enticed, go and look at the the, the singing booth shot. It's not... That's mm-hmm. not where you want to go. I think I might entice them by showing them, like when they do the montages of them doing different shows. Different the, gigs, like, yeah. You know what I mean? And the different routines and all that kind of stuff. I think mm. I'd do, I'd give a full sense of, this is a really good film. Yeah. Look at how fun it is. Oh my God, they've got sequins and they're dancing and there's wigs and they're singing and it's all wonderful. Yeah. And then strap them into the chair. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and like, then press play. And then be like, oh yeah, by the way, that was like 10% of the movie. <laughs> literally, literally, I found it difficult to think about this because I was like, every scene that I, you're drawn to is a trauma scene. In fact, there's a lot of yeah. trauma around the whole film. And yeah. although that um, the rape booth scene is the, one of the worst things you'll ever see, honestly, the, the depiction of that is horrendous. I think I probably would pick while she's in the studio singing that song to get an mm-hmm. essence of, you know, still singing and stuff. And then maybe cut it when he, just before it hits her or, or maybe after the first slap. Oh. And cut oh. it there. As he opens the door to the booth and she's like, you know, like, and he comes in and he charges. Yeah. Like, just cut, cut it. it there. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, actually, what's what's going to happen? Because you can see yeah. that, that something's building up. I, yeah. it was, I found that very difficult because it was like everything I could think of, it was like, it's horrible. Yes, the the things that we talk about are like we've just spent this whole time talking about mostly traumatic scenes, Mm. rape scene, limo scene, even down to the scene where she's taking trying to take the kids away, talking about her mum, talking. Do you know what I mean? It's just so many scenes of her trying to get away from this guy Mm. that are poignant scenes because the acting is incredible in it. It's a really fantastically shot, directed acting yeah. movies brilliant it's honestly awesome directed by a british director brian gibson and yeah see that like many stuff uh, he's directed that summer hike film um frida carlo but i i don't understand i don't know if it was because of the time and people weren't ready for her performance or just weren't ready for that film but it's just such a an amazing movie that i just feel has not got the Respect. The respect and the accolades that it needed to because everyone brought it. Like everyone, that whole film, it was just like brilliant and a masterpiece. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she hadn't done anything like that, had she? I think that was like her first kind of dramatic. Yeah. She'd done a few things, but that was her claim to fame almost. No, yeah, that was like her official... Yeah, oh, Angela exists. Moment. Yeah, she was like, I'm here, I'm here. And and side note, still looks exactly the same today. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I can't be competing with a woman twice my age. Like, that's not fair. I don't understand. Like, she's why I hate that black don't crack thing. I'm like, listen, talk to me when I'm 50. <laughs> right now, I'm young, innit? Don't talk to me about nothing else. I don't want to know. And Tina, her and Tina, that that whole, them, them women, they just look amazing. Yeah, amazing. Uh, I see her in um. She's in a show called Nine One One. Um, yeah, and she looks 
Angela looks um like yeah it's it's, it's, it's so disrespectful it's too much I mean no one knows what she was doing 50 cent but we'll, we'll move on from that but it's too much Angela Bassett you're not talking about was in 50 cent no oh, she wasn't she's married no no you're talking about Vivica Oh, I am talking about Vivica. Oh. Actually, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I am. Oh, I am. oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. No. Hang on. <laughs> Don't say that to me. I to what? Angela would never. Angela knows better. Angela it, knows better. it looks like I just broke your heart. How <laughs> <laughs> could she cheat on Courtney for 50 cents? She's <laughs> a married woman. And that's how black it's people like propaganda. Okay. <laughs> You're just spreading rumors here. She's my. Oh, God, I said it. With, I said it with all of my chest, like I was very confident. <laughs> you were there, but you were there. I was like, I had to think for a minute. I was like, have I? No. <laughs> I my life. Like, where was I? What was I doing? Yeah, no. And 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 she's good. She's good. Angela looks amazing, and I love her romance with Courtney. Um, yeah. Oh my God, they're so the cute. best team ever. They ju- they just. On. Love them. Um, he's in Lovecraft Country. I don't know if you've been watching that, which is... I've tried to start it, but I can't get through it, the first episode. Oh, babes, honestly, hold on. Just just get through, like, a couple of episodes. You'll get your head around it. It's just, I think the reason why people are finding it difficult is that yeah. black people in sci-fi fantasy settings is not the norm. It's not the norm. So but it's not the norm for me to watch sci-fi fantasy anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, I'm just... Okay, see now. Mm. It's a lot, man. <laughs> it is I, a I lot. I want to get into it because I'm missing out on so much conversation in the world. Yeah. It's Everything is Lovecraft brilliant. at the moment. And I already I already missed the other ones. What's the other ones that were Watchmen? really big? Watchmen. Didn't watch that. Oh, but- I didn't watch Why the Wire. I didn't watch Girl. There's a lot. I missed a lot of conversation. Okay. We're going into a second lockdown, so you've got time now. I've got time. I've got, got time. time. I got time. I'm watching I'm going to come back and I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be on this thing. I'm coming back onto this podcast and I'm going to talk about Lovecraft. Yes, please do. Honestly, it's the one of the It's fantastic. But honestly, Tanya, you have been amazing. I've loved you. And I'm so glad we got to talk to a woman about what stuff got to do with it because honestly, there's just a certain perspective that we just get. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, they, men don't think the way we think, and no. I, and I, and if no one does it, I want to come back and talk about juice. Oh yes, yes for sure. Yeah. Love juice. If no one does juice. I want to yes. come back and talk about juice. You juice are... is something else. Yes, I mean it had two packs, so that's. I mean, <laughs> no, no one gets it. Two um, packs. I don't understand. Two packs. Like a whole two pack. A whole. Like all of him. In a main role. I will never forgive that person because they just took... Tupac was my babe. Tupac was... He was everything. In my mind, he was married to me. And we had a good relationship. I married him. (laughs) I think that's how how we all felt. We were just like, he loved me. He loved me. me. He loved me so much. Like, I don't think even he understood how good our relationship was. I had all and whenever they would have that, whenever he would have that biggie, whenever there was that like biggie two pack argument, I'm like, are you? What, what am I missing? Are you mad? Why is this even an argument? But the I truth mean, of the matter is, is I think two pack was just sex symbol, and biggie he was, he did, he was better at rapping. Let's just make it clear. I mean, oh I shit! <laughs> I I always go fifty fifty, you know. But no, was, no, but now that I'm listening to it lyrically, like big. Lyrically. He's got bars, bars yeah. for days, for days. Yeah. like, yeah. and he's a, he wasn't just like a hip hop artist, he was so more bigger than that, you know, and yeah. he kind of started yeah. off, I think, that transition okay. into the mainstream and all of that yeah. stuff, and, yeah, and, because uh, you hear, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Tupac was rubbish, because Tupac was good, and like, we, we can never ever put down the song changes, ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever, that's always going to be a thing. What I loved about Tupac is the fact that he had the conscious side as well. Like he would, yeah. he would, would be gangster, but he had the, the you know, the conscious Mom being side. a Black Panther really fucking helped put him through his paces in early life. So, yeah. yeah. You're more than welcome to come on 
I would love to have you on again. And we can yes. talk about shoes, love craft, whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about, I'm down. Do it. Um, Let's do I it. I wish you the best of luck with your career. And Thanks, guys. It's amazing. It's been a yes. nice with you. I hope we have a 2021 and I hope we all have an amazing 2021. <laughs> you can't listen, I'm family positive, but I just genuinely think it's gonna start in April. And even then, it's gonna start in the middle of the fucking rain. So I'm just gonna be <laughs> you still can't even flex. You gotta wait till next summer to be able I, to flex. I got summer dresses that I had ready, right? That I just had to skip over and just continue wearing the tracksuit. Some of my outfits I put on taking photos and just taking photos just for the post because I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to even be this size next year. My, my weight fluctuates, guys. It fluctuates. On top of yeah. that. Not yeah. all the time, gym, gym, gym. Sometimes a gin. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes a gin. Okay. Sometimes That's a gin. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for an amaretto. An amaretto on the rocks is a bit of me. That's See? what makes me happy. I'm, t- um, I'm scared of brown liquor. I call it get pregnant liquor. Brown liquor is that stuff that you drink and then you forget some shit. And then you spend the next week trying to figure it out. By that time, you're pregnant. Well, you don't know what's going on. Spice rum. Right? Spice rum. You can't even get the morning after till you're pregnant. That's you. You're done. That's get pregnant liquor. Let me just stick to my gin, yeah? I can <laughs> When I'm feeling saucy, I have a red wine. That's it. Oh, okay. See, the red, yeah, red wine's to mellow out. We've actually, I'm Ugandan, and we've got a drink called Waraji, which is like, a, a, it's like a gin. And yeah, so yeah. a lot of people don't, like, you don't know about it. And I think I must have saw Miss Banks have it on there. She's half Ugandan, which is just like, I was like, oh, my God, someone knows about this drink. Like, yeah. and so that's why a lot of, like, UGs will drink gin because it's, like, the closest thing to Waraji. Uh... Oh, that's so, interesting. Next time I'm in one of those one of those shops, I'll pick one up for you. And that's one of your shows, I'll give it to you so you can have a taste. Please you like do. It. And I, I mean it won't be much of an exchange, but I'll bring a magnum. Magnum, <laughs> 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 it's fine. <laughs> I love the magnum, it's cool. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love how Magnum has just become like the norm as well. Like everyone's just out here sipping it. Everyone's just drinking it like it's normal, regular wine. <laughs> I'm like, are we, are we out here just all trying to get pregnant? Or what, have yeah. I missed the memo somewhere? There's yeah, something I've missed. Magnum's dangerous. It's, it is, you know. And you you have the first one and you it's like when you go to Amsterdam, you have an edible and be like, I don't feel nothing. I'm going to have more. Like that's yeah. the worst thing Don't do you it. Do. Don't listen to yourself. Just stop. Just stop there. It, it, something's happening in the background. You're just unaware of it. Just listen. <laughs> it was lovely talking to you, babes. And if this does go on YouTube, just just put in the captions that my eyelashes are on the table. <laughs> you look beautiful. Stop it. Eyelashes are on the table. Got I feel very naked, face. and I haven't got anything on my face. So, so they're just gonna have to accept it as it is. <laughs> Don't Thank worry. you, darling. <laughs>